A person puts his aspirations onto so many things and it never happens. He aspires for so many things that when this happens, when I acquire this, then I will be happy. Then I will be satisfied. But he acquires those things and he finds that this happiness that he was aspiring for is nowhere near. This has just now become another further step into the same hole that he was following in. So this is all the deception of dunya. But if a person understands how to handle this dunya, then he gets safe from its deception. One person saw a snake charmer. In India, many places you get these snake charmers. Now, this is not a correct thing to be doing, but in any case, this is what happens. People do these kind of things. So they play this flute and make that snake start dancing. And now people will come and throng around it. So now, then somebody will throw some money and they earn their money in this way. It is a wrong way, obviously, but just an example. So now one person was a snake charmer, so he's blowing this flute and this big cobra is suddenly coming out of the basket and it's doing all its antics. And then this crowd came around, and people started throwing money. So they throwing some money for him. So one passerby had stopped and he also observed this whole thing. So he looked at this, he said, Mashallah, this is a very easy way of earning one's income. I sweat the whole day and carrying all these heavy, heavy things and walking from this place or the probably water or something. So why must I suffer in all this way? I also do this. So easy it is. So he's just blowing this fruit and this thing is jumping around and dancing around and people are throwing money for him. Why must I suffer with all this, carrying this burden? So in any case, after some time, that snake charmer put his fruit away and he went away somewhere. So he kept everything aside there. And he went for some work, so the snake went back into the basket. This passerby thought that he tried out also. I want to do this so easy. So he came, he took the fruit, he didn't know how to blow it. So he blew it, it made such a terrible sound that snake just jumped out and first thing he did was he put him. He thought it was a very easy thing. But as soon as he tried it, it put him. So somebody saw the whole thing, they realized what this fellow's story was. They told him, you see, this is very, very simple, provided you are a snake charmer. If you are not a snake charmer, this is very dangerous. So likewise, this dunya is like that snake. And a person who knows how to handle it, then it will become a source of benefit for him. This is the parable. This will become a source of benefit for him if he knows how to handle it. And if he doesn't know how to handle it, the same dunya is a poisonous venomous snake which will bite him. And when this venomous snake bites a person, then it will create a major problem. Then it will destroy his dunya, it will destroy his akhirat also. So the first thing that happens when this noor comes in the heart is that a person, his dunya gets left in his hand, in his pocket, in his account, wherever, but not in his heart. His heart becomes disinclined from dunya. A person may wonder that how, how can it be possible that a person, his hands are in dunya, he is engaged in dunya, but his heart not be in dunya. So this is something highly possible, as one quote puts it in, one couplet, that dunya ke majhradoh mein bhi ba khuda rahe, sab ke saath reh ke bhi sab se juda rahe. That Ahmadullah and those whose hearts are inclined to Allah Ta'ala, Dunya ke majhgaro mein all the occupations of dunya, they remain attached to Allah Ta'ala. 
they work like a person, for example, who there is some is in pain. Now there's some pain that he is experiencing, so he is not still going to work. He's in pain, but he's working, he's serving his customers, he's doing everything. But forever he's conscious of this pain. That pain is not, uh, he's smiling also, but that pain is in him. So, outwardly, you cannot make any difference because he's managing it, he's controlling it, he's not expressing the pain. But he is not for one moment also unmindful of this pain that is with him. This is a little pain of dunya. With the love of Allah Ta'ala, this too is sometimes in poetic language, it is expressed as pain, the pain of love. The pain of love of Allah Ta'ala, when it truly settles in the heart, is a very, very delicious pain, a very pleasurable pain. It's beyond all things of dunya. When this settles in the heart of the person, he's too insan, he's a human being, he'll do his work and engage in his business, in his occupation, in whatever it is. But his heart will be forever attached to Allah. His heart will be disinclined from dunya. He'll be in the dunya. dunya Why occupy the occupations of dunya also? They remain attached to Allah. Physically, they were with everyone. But their hearts were away from everyone. Their heart was somewhere else. Very often it happens somebody is sitting in a group. But his heart is occupied somewhere else, he's far away, he doesn't sometimes hear what they're talking. They're saying something, the sound is in his ears, but he didn't even register, because he was far away. The same thing happens when a person is truly attached to Allah. So this is the first sign that this noor has entered the heart. <coughs> then the second sign, merely becoming disinclined from the dunya is not everything. Even you get herbits, you get these yogis, they also forsake the dunya, but nothing further. The second part is, The heart gets disinclined from dunya, but the heart gets attached to the hereafter. The person is now aspiring for the akhirah. So he is working for the hereafter. He is making efforts for the hereafter. He is not caught up in just merely forsaking dunya and just at that, but now he is looking ahead. I need to acquire this everlasting gender. This is the second sign that now this mood has come in the heart. That a person is looking for every opportunity that he can try and do something. Something for Even if it wants to be that he can decide. He's letting, not letting that opportunity go. He can, he's got a few minutes before Salah, he's coming to the masjid. He can be engaged in some tasbih, some istighfar. He may be able to take the Quran and decide a few ayat, one page. Every opportunity that he gets, he is making good use of it. To the extent that Nabi Islam says, La tahtiranna min al-ma'aruf shay'a. Don't trivialize any good action. Don't regard it as trivial. Even if it is you meeting your Muslim brother with a smiling face, for the sake of Allah, with sincerity, that too is an act of great reward and power. Even if it is moving out something harmful, something that inconvenience a person from the past. person now sees something, he doesn't just pass by it, because he knows this is also a branch of Iman. Removing the harmful things from the way, this is also a branch of Iman. And he will take advantage of every opportunity. Why? Because his heart is attached to Akhir. If it means forgiving somebody for the sake of Allah, 
And this is going to earn him the great reward of Akhirat is ready for that. Because he sees all, he sees beyond dunya. Otherwise, generally our gaze is only restricted to dunya. And Nabi Islam in many, many ahadis, the Quran Sharif itself, many ahadis direct us to see beyond dunya. What is going to come in the hereafter? What is going to be achieved? So this is the second sign. That a person's heart is attached to Akhirat. And the third sign, that a person prepares for death before it arrives. And when it arrives, nobody knows. Nobody has any idea when death will come. It will come, suddenly it will come, it will come at an appointed time, and it will come suddenly. It will come to the person who is elderly also, it will come to the young person also when his time is up. It comes sometimes to those who are very sickly, it comes to those who are very healthy also. It comes to a person in the middle of all his wealth, it comes to a person in poverty as well. Any person his time is up, he will go. Just recently one person, Durban, his wife had a, just a slight flu, and the doctor, because the flu carried on for a few days, so she became a bit weak, so he said, well, just admit her to hospital just to put a drip on, just to give us some energy. In any case, she was admitted, and the family got to know that she's in hospital, so somebody even phones. He said, well, not like she's dying or something. He just in passing, he just mentioned, not like she's dying or something. He's fine, just for the energy. And before the end of that day, suddenly she passed away. And the whole family was left in shock. This person, healthy, but it's a little slow and gone. This is an everyday occurrence. When our time will come, we have no idea. A person who is concerned about that moment, he will keep in preparation for it all the time because he doesn't know when it will come. And he doesn't want to be caught out unawares. Allah forbid, Allah forbid, people have died on the bed of zina. And the granada was carried, the, the dead body was carried out of from that bed. One person pulled a so-called one-armed bandage. And as he jerked it, his life came out. He ended up stumping on that. Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. So, in the Hadith Nabi Salaam says, Kama tahnoon tamutoon. As you look, so will you die. So we want to die in a good way. We want to die in a way like another, but it took place just a few days ago, uh, in Marisburg, lady of the house, she woke all the children up, everybody, which was a normal habit, woke everybody up for fajr. And then she herself went to start her Fajr Salah. And she started her Fajr Salah and in the Salah she collapsed and passed away. Now this was the importance she gave to her Salah. Daily waking everybody up, all living in the same yard, married children, she's phoning everyone, everybody's up, taking that concern and she's so, and the son, when I met him, he says that from the age of five and six, all the children in the house, and mother made sure that they had become very punctual on their salah. And he says, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, none of my brothers, sisters, myself, anybody, and he's in his forties, nobody has got one qaza. And he says, this was primarily the effort of my mother. Now, somebody who had that concern for salah, Allah Ta'ala gave her that kind of moth also. That took her in salah also. So what kind of life we live? And the way we die, that's the way <coughs> we'll be raised on the day of Qiyamah. We want to go in a good way, 
you'll have to live a good life. Live a life that is pleasing to Allah. So this is the sign that this nur has come into the heart. And when this nur comes in the heart, then apart from the person, his life now changing for the better, his life becomes meaningful. His life becomes contented. His life becomes a life of satisfaction, a life of happiness, because he's connected to the creator of happiness. And everything else that we look for happiness in, that's just a deception. It just takes a person further away from their happiness. The only way of acquiring this happiness is to connect ourselves to the creator of happiness. When a person has Allah, then he has everything. So this is the whole lesson of Ramadan, this taqwa, this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, to bring this nur within us that turns our hearts away from the that makes it disinclined from dunya, inclining to the akhirat, and gets us getting prepared for our death all the time to be prepared for the death before that inevitable moment comes. Allah we also be talking and all of us. Allah enable us to use this month correctly so that we become those kind of servants of Allah whose hearts are filled with this nur. Subhanallah.